The charges that came against Senator Menendez last Friday are straight out of a spy thriller. We're going to cover that and much more. So sit back, grab yourself a cup of coffee or whatever it is that you're into. You're listening to America Emboldened with Greg Bolden on the America Out Loud Network. America Emboldened. Greg, I feel emboldened. You don't know the founding fathers. You don't know what they did. You don't know what they sacrificed. We have lost touch with the principles in the Constitution. Nobody's read the Declaration of Independence. You are voting for socialism, and you got what you voted for. Welcome, bold Americans, to another episode of America Emboldened. As always, I'm your host, Greg Bolden, here on the America Out Loud Network. We are at the start of yet another week. We're in the final week of September, ladies and gentlemen. I can't believe how fast this year is absolutely flying by. As a teacher in the classroom, I mean, I'm already through the very first month. This is insane. Well, thanks for joining in today. Make sure you're going over to americaoutloud.news and checking out my colleagues' work as well and the 24-7 America Out Loud talk radio network. You can download that on all of your favorite app devices, no matter what type of phone you have, or you can just go straight to the website to be able to listen to things such as my show as well. All right, you heard at the top of the show, Senator Menendez is in some trouble. Now, not only is he in trouble, but I believe the country may be in trouble too because of this. If you don't know who Senator Menendez is, he is in New Jersey. Robert Menendez. He's been an influential New Jersey Democrat. He actually chairs the Senate Foreign Relations Committee. That's why you're going to find out why I believe that this is a complex, uh, twisted tale and a story that I started digging into last Friday when the news broke, and now I'm ready to give you a little bit more information here on Monday. Now, the Justice Department last week announced the indictment against him and his wife, and the prosecutors basically said that this is a complex cash-for-influence arrangement. But what about that cash is so specific? Well, federal agents went to his home and they found $480,000 in cash hidden inside his New Jersey home. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't have $480,000 in cash hidden around my home. In fact, if you find $48 in quarters, I think you might be pretty lucky. Now, They are alleging, according to these charges, that they were received from an Egyptian-American businessman and other associates for favors, some of which would benefit the government of President Abdel Fattah al-Sisi, which we'll get into in just a few. Now, the Biden administration also may have some issues here because they have unnamed Egyptian officials with the military intelligence services and prosecutors described seeking information and influence and direct interactions with Menendez and his wife via their associates as well. Now his wife is an interesting story in all of this because I believe that perhaps his wife was a plant. Now, why would I state that? Well, Robert Menendez and his wife got married rather recently Now, when I say recently, I I don't mean like this year. Uh, I'm more getting to the fact that um, his spouse, 
Jane uh, Menendez had died after marrying her in 1976 until 2005. And then he met Nadine Arslanian and they married back in 2020. All right. So he was married for, uh, what's that? 85, 95 to married for almost 30 years, 29 years. He's 69 years of age. And then he meets Nadine uh, Arslanian. Now, who is his wife? Well, uh, if you look at her, uh, I, I don't know that she's winning any prizes for beauty, but at his age and for what he looks like, I guess he's doing pretty good at least. I guess he's all right. Now, she is also listed in this. Her background is a little bit more, I think, intriguing. All right. So they got married 2020. Uh, I think they got engaged in 2019. And from what it sounds like, she is the go-to person between Menendez and the rest of the individuals that are being listed here. Uh, she was working with international government officials. Now, this story went back all the way to when they first met at an IHOP in 2018. This is according to the New York Times when they were talking about things. And they got engaged at the foot of the Taj Mahal, October 2019, later marrying in Queens a year later in 2020 amid all the COVID things. So I guess some people were allowed to get married. You just had to be a, a strong business person. Uh, she was born to Lebanon in Lebanon. I'm sorry, to Armenian parents. They fled there and they emigrated to the United States when she was a child. Um, she has a master's degree in French from NYU and she had raised two children as well. And uh, when she wasn't working, they stated, according to the Philadelphia Inquirer, that she began dating Menendez while starting an international consulting company, Strategic International Business Consultants, right after they met June 2019. So it's almost as if somebody was telling her, hey, you know what, Nadine, uh, why don't you start this consulting group and things will be uh, good for you. Now, Nadine also received a very nice luxury car, Mercedes. She also received gold bullions, gold bars, and they helped her with her mortgage and got consulting fees for bringing meetings together between Egyptian officials and Menendez. And the prosecutors are now saying that these were bribes that were uh, being used for Menendez's political influence. This means we have somebody acting as a foreign agent in our Senate. That means that somebody is not doing the work of the New Jersey uh, residents for our country, but rather they're doing the work for Egyptian military intelligence services, according to this. Now, the gold bars and envelopes stuffed with cash were just kind of part of this entire story. Because in order to understand the larger part of it, you have to know that committee that I said that he serves on, right? So at the top of the, uh, when I first started speaking about this, I said he sits on the Senate Foreign Relations Committee. Now, why does that matter? Because Menendez's committee position allowed him to oversee a portfolio of arms sales to Cairo, which was a $1.3 billion in foreign military financing that has gone on now for you know a long time with Egypt as one of the largest United States aid recipients. I think the Ukraine has likely uh, taken that away from the title at this point in time. 
but they're not really too sure what role he has had on that committee in order to block aid or sales and what role he might have had. They'd have to go through the records now to see what type of influence he swayed during those hearings in order to try to get the money into their hands. Now, some people are saying that he should resign immediately. Um, and yes, if you're a Democrat, and this is a Democrat representative that we're talking about right now, you should be calling for somebody who's creating these type of acts uh, against the best interest of our citizens, spending our tax dollars. Um, yes, you should call for him to resign immediately. And Republicans should be doing the exact same thing. This does not need to be a partisan issue. This is a bipartisan issue. If you find out that there is corruption at this type of scale, then yes, people should resign. He has not as of me recording this episode. So if something had changed before I recorded this, then maybe there's, there's new news. But here's why I'm bringing this up. At what point... Is him colluding or if maybe his wife is some type of a foreign intelligence spy that stayed connected throughout the decades through her family? Maybe she was uh, met somebody along the way. If that's the case, at what point is this a, a crime of treason against the company? The country. Why did I say company? Must be tired as I'm recording this one. At what point do we say this is treasonous? right? In order to spend this type of money. At what point has he completely violated his constitutional oath in order to serve a foreign government? So I would state that right now they need to take whatever measures necessary to get him out of office. If the, uh, the evidence that states in front of him is looking like, Hey, this is going to be a slam dunk case. Now, Egypt right now is much like the United States. They've been dealing with inflation. They've been dealing with their own economic crisis. Much like the United States, we're seeing record inflation. Egypt has had that as well. And there are many people uh, that are not happy with the way the military holds a sway over the politics and the way the country is governed and their economy. And so as food prices have gone up, there's a wheat shortage, which is uh, basically from uh, the last dictator's government that was there. And uh, we're seeing that Egypt needs a little bit of help as well. But the Biden administration, uh, they have been sending money uh, to Egypt, but they've been also withholding some money over human rights conditions on other funds. This is all while we're sending billions of dollars in new spending to the Ukraine, which leads to another story, the Pentagon. The Pentagon has stated that this government shutdown, now, I don't want to get away from Menendez that quickly. I just want to say we all need to demand that we get a bit of clarity on whether or not he is guilty of these charges. But I don't think you can wait when you have the security of the country. Uh, I don't think you can wait to find out whether or not he's guilty before you remove him. Uh, so I am calling for people to put the pressure on online. If you're on social media, make sure that you're you're trying to get uh, people aware of the situation in New Jersey that's going on. I don't know what that will mean for the Democrats in the Senate as far as seats and stuff. I haven't even gone down that road far enough to see what was going on for 2024. Now, the Pentagon. The Pentagon on Friday uh, struck my uh, nerves quite loudly. I was pretty upset about this. 
The Pentagon says it can exempt the Ukraine operations from a potential shutdown if lawmakers can't agree on a deal to fund the government by the end of the month. They said this will allow key training and other activities in support of Kyiv's forces to move ahead uninterrupted. Now, this according to a Defense Department spokesperson. I'm sorry. Have you read the Constitution before? Do you know who is in charge of the purse? Because it is Congress. And so, therefore, I want to know where the Pentagon gets the authority that they can state that the government shuts down and there's no more paychecks, that they can still fund what's going on in the Ukraine. Can somebody please explain that to me? And then I'd also like to know why people are so hell-bent on saying, well, I'm really glad that this has happened or else, you know, Putin's going to take over the world. He's just going to invade straight through Europe. You are full of crap if you're stating that, and I can explain why. Look, NATO is much larger than just the United States. And I know that there's people that might be like, hey, but you know what? NATO themselves is propped up by the United States money. Yeah, you're right. They are, and they should not be. It should be equitable across the board. But we are fighting a war by proxy. And this is going to force people to admit that finally. And maybe that's a good thing. But it's not a good thing that we're in this war. There was a major escalation at the end of just last week with uh, Ukraine making a strike on one of the uh, naval uh, bases in Russia. And so the, I believe it was the uh, Black, uh, hold on, Black, the Black Sea Fleet's headquarters was blown up and uh, they were using a British uh, missile in order to do so. Well, I guess... If we're not going to have a government uh, running, then why not allow Britain to fund whatever needs to happen until we come to a solution? Look, the Pentagon does not have the authority to do so, and people need to call that out as well. What else we got going on here? Well, you're going to have to wait for the second half of the show, because today I'm doing bite-sized bits. I'm on the road, I'm traveling a little bit. And so this week, shows might be just a little bit shorter than normal. Not going to get the full 40 minutes that I normally give you, the 50 minutes. I'm going to cut these to about a half hour this week, but I'm going to have some interesting content, I hope, for you as well. I'm going to be recording a Wednesday show remotely from a location to be determined. All right, everybody. You're listening to America Emboldened with Greg Bolden on the America Out Loud Network. We'll be right back after a word from some of the sponsors of the show and network. AmericaOutloud.news is beaten to the pulse of our nation. We know when you're angry, troubled, misled, joyful, and thankful. We know you because we are you. Join us as we explore the most important issues of our time. America Out Loud Talk Radio. It's a fight for the soul of humanity. This is Jody O'Malley with Nurses Out Loud. Did you know our body is made up of trillions of cells and inside each cell, redox signaling molecules are produced? These molecules hold a sacred place in chemistry because as we age, the vital communication of our immune system becomes less efficient. 
For the first time ever, ASEA brings you the power of these molecules in a convenient and potent form to provide your body with the essential support it needs to thrive. Ever since I toured their facility, I take two ounces in the morning and evening, and my vitality and energy has been restored at a time I needed it the most. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get your exclusive 15% discount by using the code OUTLOUD. Millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-haul effects of the toxic spike protein. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company designed their spike support formula to counteract harmful spike protein from COVID-19 and vaccines so you can feel your best. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Welcome back, Bold Americans. Second half of the show here on this lovely Monday. Hopefully everybody is doing well. All right. The U.S. judge, there is a U.S. judge that has struck down a California ban on high-capacity gun magazines. Now, the reason for this ruling, he says, the history and tradition of the Second Amendment clearly supports state laws against the use or misuse of firearms with unlawful intent, but not the disarmament of law-abiding citizens. Uh, Judge Roger Benitez in San Diego says the California sweeping ban went too far by preventing people from using magazines for lawful purposes, including self-defense. And he cited that June 2022 decision with the New York State Rifle and Pistol Association versus Bruin, which required the firearms restrictions be consistent with the nation's historical traditional tradition of firearm regulations. Now, Gavin Newsom did not like this whatsoever. Matter of fact, he was pretty ticked off on uh, Friday and he left a message with no ambiguity whatsoever. He wrote, California's high capacity magazine ban was just struck down by Judge Benitez, an extremist right wing zealot with no regard to human life. Wake up, America. Our gun safety laws will continue to be thrown out by NRA-owned federal judges until we pass a constitutional amendment to protect our kids and end the gun violence epidemic in America. Screw you, Governor Newsom. Screw you, Gavin. I'm going to explain why what you said was just completely horrible. First, can you imagine if this was a Republican governor that went after a judge that they didn't like saying that they're an extremist left-wing zealot uh, who, you know, has no regard for the constitution. (laughs) You can almost picture the way that would be, be written. It's when I read this, I was like, is this a Gavin Newsom parody account or is this something serious? And it's definitely serious. So judge Benitez, what evidence do you have that he's an extremist right-wing zealot? That is owned by the NRA. Now, if we're going to start throwing around those type of uh, accusations, does that mean that every single judge now is fair game that we can say what they're owned by moms demand action here in my state of Delaware, that these these, uh, judges must be owned by special interest lobbyist groups that the left really likes so they can get their next abortion? Should, Should I start pulling that out? I think it's really dangerous, whether it's Gavin Newsom or somebody on the right, 
and we start attacking judges simply because we don't like the fact they ruled with the Constitution. Not only did Judge Benitez rule with the Constitution, he also ruled with the Supreme Court according to their June 2022 decision, which got it right. And it, it, back when it got it right, I said it's going to have repercussions for all other states as well because it's going to allow constitutional carry, uh, open carry. It's going to change things. And so Benitez, uh, being able to make this ruling, sure. Governor Newsom, you might be really upset, but let's talk about what you're ignoring. When you say our gun safety laws will continue to be thrown out by NRA-owned federal judges, is that like how your attorney general throws out gun charges when the actual criminals, you know, the ones using the guns, go ahead and they create a violent act and take another person's life? And why is it until we pass a constitutional amendment to protect our kids and end gun violence epidemic in America that you believe that something can happen and not by enforcing the laws that are already on the books? Why do you hate Americans, Governor Newsom, that's the question that I really want to ask. What part of shall not be infringed do you not understand? Are you on your fifth booster now from Visor Pharmaceuticals and maybe your head's just a little spinny too much and infringe is a word that you cannot look up? Because from what I'm looking at, it means California's law was always unconstitutional and now a judge has finally acknowledged that. They've looked at the court case and said, oh yeah, that violates the second amendment. So therefore that is bad law, right? So therefore we can say that things are um, <laughs> not as they are supposed to be. Now you also took an oath of office to defend the constitution, but maybe you didn't read the United States constitution. Maybe there's some strange constitution in California that I'm not understanding at this point in time, but governor Newsom, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to buy the largest magazine that I can find in honor of you when I'm done recording today. I'm going to find that magazine and at my next time that I'm at the range, I'm going to put it in and take a photo for my fans of the show in order to see that Governor Newsom, you have inspired me to be a extremist in the, what I own as far as a magazine capacity. Why am I doing that? Because I want to stand with freedom and the Constitution. All right. The Constitution at this point in time, people like Governor Newsom, they are an absolute danger to it. And by him making this comment that he did, he showed his cards at this point in time as well. I believe that this is an example of why the right fears the left's agenda. He's putting actions at the hands of criminals instead of focusing on the law, abiding citizens, and making sure that they have their constitutional protections. And so when Joe Biden eventually drops out of this race for president and Governor Newsom wants to run for president, I hope that you all remember this very moment as Governor Newsom not being fit to serve this country, let alone California. I remember that recall that they had on him. It's a shame that that recall didn't stick because quite honestly, uh, he should not be the governor in California. And I think there's even Democrats that would uh, agree with me on that. I don't think that uh, too many people would, would go. Now, I'm going to move to a quick little sports news story. I don't normally talk sports here, but I'm a big fan of different sports. Uh, I will follow football pretty uh, pretty much every single weekend. Uh, soccer. I go to a lot of games. 
uh, not just because my kids play, but also because we really enjoy watching as a family. So football and football Americano, I guess I should say. Uh, also, f- baseball, when you get around this time of year, I'm rooting for my fighting fills. You know, the pitching's not coming together. But the story I want to talk about is about my football team. My football team is making headlines, uh, but not for the reasons that I want them to make headlines. And it's not even my football team. It's a, a, a really beloved player on my football team, something his brother did that uh, is making, you know. Anyway, I'm just going to say it. So I like the uh, the Kelsey brothers. I have Jason Kelsey on the Philadelphia Eagles and his brother, Travis Kelsey. He decided to do a uh, twofer commercial, two things at once to promote the COVID-19 shot. And the reason why I actually felt that this was uh, off brand and disappointing is because when you have influencers that are telling people about public health in this way, and they try to create it in a funny environment, your health should not be funny. Your health should not be a laughing matter. Your health shouldn't be something that you go, hmm, this guy's won a couple of Super Bowls. I bet everybody's going to trust this individual. No, 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 no. That should not be what health is. Are you aware that when we're talking about the COVID-19 shots that are out there right now, that these things are still in the experimental phase? They are still in the studies. That the studies that are out there are heavily, heavily favored for what Visor BioNTech wants. That you're not getting the full information. You won't have it till 2027. So I'm pretty disappointed in Travis. Not that he owes me anything. He plays for the Kansas City Chiefs. But his brother, Jason, I'm very curious what his reaction to all of this is. Is he like, well, you got paid? Because quite honestly, I think you sold your soul to the devil on this one. Because there was a statistic that just came out in a study that was published. And I, I was pretty shocked when I saw it because I've been asking this question. And I'm glad that somebody's finally put it out there. But the results are now in. All right. The results are in. The CDC has confirmed that COVID-19 vaccine prevents death in only one out of every one million. Now, this is a question that many people were asking ever since the COVID vaccine came out. How many lives did it save? And people were like, well, just look at the hospitalization numbers. They're going down now. But no one ever looked at that and said, well, could it be a strain difference? Could it be that the strains are changing now? Could it be that the treatment is changing now? But for three years now, there was no official confirmation. But now the CDC finally has put forward some of this data that says, Per million doses in 12 to 17-year-olds over six months, zero to one deaths have been prevented. The world witnessed the coronavirus outbreak. As we know, in 2019, vaccines were approved immediately, almost by the end of 2020. And by 2021, they were just putting those and jabbing it in everybody. And so I was one of those people that had it put in me. But I'm still wondering about the efficacy because now they're telling us they have a brand new boost or a brand new vaccine. Don't worry. It's nothing like the old vaccine. This one's necessary and it will keep you out of the hospital, help you not have to miss so many days of work and keep you from dying. Oh, really? Because now we're looking at this and we're seeing that in these different age groups, that it's really zero to one deaths being prevented and sometimes one to two deaths, or maybe, okay, two out of one million. Um, We're seeing the coexisting 
um, comorbid con uh, existing conditions are causing death when we look back through those numbers and the books are absolutely cooked to begin with claiming everything was COVID related because people were getting bonuses for treating COVID from the governments. And you know what happens when money comes in. Well, I just got to go back to the story about Menendez and see how quickly he sold his soul to Egypt. And you know how quickly all of the nursing homes and hospitals were selling those as well. Now that's not to say that COVID isn't a very real problem still that needs to be dealt with. And this, you know, is something I think we need to also acknowledge. A third of people that are hospitalized with COVID-19 are finding they have abnormalities in multiple organs months after their infection. This is a report that just came out on Saturday. Now, this might be where they're seeing long covid right? Shortness of breath, fatigue, brain fog, months after people get this virus. Now, this long COVID is being found, these uh, abnormalities in many different organs, the brain, the heart, the liver, the kidney, the lungs. This is all being found by using MRIs, right? We're doing scans of these organs. And they compared these scans since before COVID was around, to see if they could find different abnormalities within these individuals. And out of 259 adults hospitalized, they had a control group of 52 people that never contracted the virus. They found that nearly a third of COVID patients had these abnormalities in more than one organ, an average of five months after they left the hospital. So that leads to this question, how many people are walking around as ticking time bombs? And is there anything we could actually do about it and it also goes to the question of when we get the spike protein in these mRNA vaccines, does that also cause abnormalities? Because we're finding it does not stay in the arm tissue, the muscle where it's supposed to stay. It's starting to travel through the body and replicate. And then when you do get an infection, is it also causing things to be even worse? The problem is we were so hell-bent on vaccinating every single individual that we don't have a good control group to get all of this information on top of it. But the big thing that we should pay attention to here is, yes, we are having problems with a number of organs with individuals, and this is a major issue that people need to keep an eye on moving forward. Now, it's not to scare anybody, but I'm also letting you know there's nothing that's going to work as far as uh, being able to go get a vaccine that's probably going to stop this. Uh, that is the true reality because vaccines do not stop the spread. They're just stating that it helps the body recognize it so you don't get into the overwhelming infection. But even that seems at this point in time, just milder cases of COVID all across the board. It seems like all my students have had it <laughs> uh, at some point in time over the last three months when I'm talking to them. Uh, many cases going through our schools at the beginning of the school year. And you know what? Everybody's okay. Um, no hospitalizations. Teachers are okay. People are fighting this thing much, much better, which means whatever, uh, I guess, variant they're on now uh, is not the variant that's supposed to cause the apocalypse. So I think everybody's okay. All right, final story of a conflict of interest. All right, this one is about Clarence Thomas. Now, I've called for the support of Elizabeth Warren's ethics um, for all Supreme Court members. 
I've stated that it's something that needs to happen. And now that we know that Clarence Thomas also secretly participated in the Cock Network donor events, the Koch brothers, now that we know that, are we going to finally do something about the fact that this guy is getting invited to these high dollar events flown on private planes and uh, <laughs> Clarence Thomas is their guest. So apparently went out to private dinners with the network's donors, the Koch brothers, what they have. He went to uh, multiple donor events over the years. Um, that is according to former network employees and one major donor that they have. They've brought him in to speak at these events. Uh, hope that, you know, having access to him would give donors uh, the ability to give more to the Koch brothers. And so he is a fundraiser draw for the Koch brothers. Now, the Koch brothers are involved in funding Republican efforts. They're involved in politics. They're involved in uh, ownership of a, a lot of different a lot of different ways that we're going in policies in this country. Should a Supreme Court justice be putting themselves repeatedly in the spotlight without a code of conduct? I believe we need a code of ethics immediately for all Supreme Court members and violation of that code of conduct should be immediate dismissal. You need to start disclosing if you are, you know, doodling with or whatever the word is I'm looking for with a bunch of rich people that could influence the next election, that could influence your next decision from the bench. And if you're not willing to do that, you should have no business being on the Supreme Court. So Clarence Thomas, this is me serving you notice that it is time for you to state that you will start disclosing and you will follow a code of ethics that will be something that's agreed upon by all Supreme Court justices and be transparent and put forth in front of everybody. And from now on through that, you know, you will not take one of the 25 richest peoples in the world's money, Charles Koch, uh, because, you know, it could hurt the public opinion, public confidence, and perhaps compromise your ability to legislate for the Supreme Court. All right, everybody, that is it. That is all. As always, if you'd like to help support the show, you can go buy me a cup of coffee at buymeacoffee.com backslash bold America backslash bold America. So you go ahead and support that. Make sure you're supporting the network. Go over to americaoutloud.store where you can help support, keep the lights on and bring my show coming to all of you. And I'll be back to do this all over again on Wednesday. All right. You've been listening to America Emboldened with Greg Bolden here on the America Out Loud Network. Be bold, America. Uh-huh.